Good evening, everyone. This is Brother Brandon coming to you live from Fort Smith, Arkansas, with another Fishers of Men video broadcast, and it is great to be here with you this evening. And uh, we are going to be getting into our Bible study tonight, into Matthew chapter 8. And uh, for all those who will be tuning in, I want to thank you all for tuning in. And uh, appreciate you. Love you guys. And uh, hopefully this will be a blessing to you. Um, <clears throat> so, we're going to be getting into Matthew 8 tonight. Um, just, couple, just one... Uh, I don't have really... Uh, I don't have much announcements coming, uh, coming up. But I will say this. Um, on July 4th weekend, um, there probably will be no broadcast for that entire week. Um, I'm going to be taking some time off so, uh, for the for the Independence uh, weekend, so I'll be taking that whole week off. Um, Lord willing, I may be going up to Minnesota to see family, so uh, pray for me on that if you will. Um, I'm not sure how all things are going to work out yet, but pray for me. Um, and, uh, pray that God will just have his will in that. Um, so no broadcast that week of the 4th of July. And, uh, boy, I can't believe July is about to come around here pretty soon in a few weeks. So y'all, this time is just flying by. Um, I know Brother Joey would appreciate your prayers, um, I've got, there's other brothers and sisters in the Lord that would like prayer, but I'm not going to mention who they are or what they want. It's an unspoken for them. Um, so keep our brothers and sisters in prayer. Pray for me. Pray for the message. Uh, pray that God would just be glorified in all this. And, um, you know, pray that God would take this video and do something mighty with it. Amen. <clears throat> and, um... Let's see what else. I don't. I think that's going to be it for announcements and prayer requests. If you guys have a prayer request or a praise, you can feel free to mention it in the comments. And um, so yeah. Also, I, I do want to mention this too. Um, and I guess this was this is part of the announcements. So I am thinking about bringing back Fellowship Friday. And so, if you guys want to do Fellowship Friday, let, you know, uh, I'm going to bring it back and see how it goes. Um, typically, it's usually 5 o'clock. Uh, not 5 o'clock. It's on Fridays, and we'll usually start around, like, maybe, like, 7 o'clock around there. And just be able to come online, talk with you guys, and, you know, basically, you know, eat a little something as well while I am doing it, doing the fellowship, and uh, just be a time to just kind of get together and and uh, just, you know, all that stuff. I think the only difference is, is that I probably won't post it to uh, YouTube, so it would only strictly be on, it will only strictly be on um, Facebook, and uh, so yeah, so... Friday night fellowship. I'm I'm thinking about reinstituting it. Um, so it'll be Friday at seven o'clock. We'll we'll start this Friday at seven o'clock. And uh, yeah, so that's what we'll do. And uh, Sunday, I don't know what I'm going to preach on yet. I actually have some ideas, but don't know what I'm going to be preaching on yet. Um, and. Uh, next week will be Matthew chapter 9, okay, so, uh, other than that, let's go ahead and get started with our Bible study tonight, so if you have your Bibles, turn with me to Matthew chapter 8, Matthew chapter 8, and uh, we're going to start here in verse 1, and uh, we're going to go through, hopefully, Lord willing, we'll go through the whole chapter tonight, so we'll do Matthew 9 next week, if not, if we have to split up if we have to split up the teaching, then so be it. But we will, you know, go from there. So, but other than, other than that, let's let's go ahead. Let's dive into it and let's let's get into our Bible study. 
And again, give your, uh, so it's Matthew chapter 8 for those of you that are just tuning in. So Matthew chapter 8, we'll start here in verse 1. It says, When he was come down from the mountain, great multitudes followed him. And behold, there came a leper and worshipped him, saying, Lord, if thou wilt, thou canst make me clean. And Jesus put forth his hand and touched him, saying, I will, I will be thou clean. And immediately his leprosy was cleansed. You know, something about that is that leprosy in the Bible, uh, and I might be wrong on this, but typically it seems like leprosy um, is actually a picture of sin. And we see that this guy is covered, and he's a leper, okay? And he, he's, you know, so he's a leper, he's unclean, okay? And so what does sin, what does sin do? It makes us unclean, okay? And so we see that, and leprosy was one of those things that you were supposed to, um, you were actually supposed to separate yourself. I think it's the one that you have to separate yourself from society. Okay. Now, I, got, I don't know what that is on my screen. <clears throat> okay. So, um, we see here in Leviticus chapter 13, verse 2, it says, When a man shall have in the skin of his flesh a rising, a scab or bright spot, and it be in the skin of his flesh, like the plague of leprosy, leprosy, then he shall be brought unto Aaron the priest, or unto one of his sons the priests. In verse 3 it says, And the priest shall look on the plague and the skin of the flesh, and when the hair in the plague is turned white, and the plague in sight be deeper than the skin of his flesh, it is a plague of leprosy, and the priest shall look on him and pronounce him unclean. So leprosy was a disease that when you got it, you were unclean because you got a you got a, a plague of leprosy. So lep so and, and and that goes for any kind of disease. If you if you were sick, you were unclean. Okay, now, um, let's see here. Want to see here real quick. And so, and it was such a, leprosy was such a big deal that if it was found in a garment, it had to be burned. Had to be burned. Okay, it had to be burned. And um, we see here in Leviticus chapter 13 verse 52, it says, He shall therefore burn the garment whether warp or woof, and the woolen or linen, or anything of skin wherein the plague is, for it is a fretting leprosy, it shall be burnt with fire. So if it, it, it was such a big deal that if it was found on the clothes, it had to be burned. It was the only way to get rid of it. From It was the only way to get rid of that plague in, in the um, clothes. Now... Let's see here. I'm trying to see if uh, so we see here that leprosy was, is a big deal, and so like leprosy, um, leprosy would represent sin. And sin makes us unclean. Amen? And we need to be clean by the Lord Jesus Christ. I can't talk today. We have to be clean 
by the Lord Jesus Christ. And um, okay, so here's 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 how big of a deal leprosy was here in Leviticus chapter thirteen verse forty five. It says, And the leper in whom the plague is is his clothes shall be rent, and his bare head, and he shall put a covering upon his upper lip, and shall cry, Unclean, unclean. Okay? So when you were leprous, you had to you have to tell society that you were unclean. Now I don't know I don't know about you, but that would be very awkward. To say, because society had to stay away from you because leprosy was a contagious thing. And think about that. Leprosy and sin. Sin, just as leprosy is as just as leprosy was contagious and needs to be cleansed of, sin is also contagious. As a matter of fact, it's so contagious that we're that when we're born into this world, we are spiritual lepers. And so we are spiritually unclean. But when you but there's but the thing is, when we are born unclean, okay, because we are, we are born with a sin nature. That sin nature makes us unclean. Okay, but I, I do want to say that if a baby dies. Uh, before an age of accountability, in which means that if if they if a, if a child dies and they don't know if they still not know uh, right or wrong, if they don't know that, then they'll go to heaven. Okay, but the age of accountability is is going to be different from every child. Okay, so but the thing is, leprosy is is we see that. When we are born into this world, when we are lost sinners on our way to our devil's hell, we are spiritual lepers in which we need a high priest. We need a high priest, and his name is Jesus Christ. And it's, be, and it's only through the blood of Jesus Christ that we can be made clean. Amen? And so we are before we before we get saved, we are spiritual lepers in need of cleansing. So we see here this leper. Uh, he's filled with leprosy. Okay, he's one that's supposed to let everyone know he's unclean. And I want you to notice something. I want you to recognize the faith of this leper. Okay, there was a leper that came and worshipped him. Can I tell you something? If you didn't, if you didn't believe and have faith in something, you wouldn't worship it, right? If you didn't, if you didn't have, if you don't, if if you didn't have faith in Christ and believe on Christ, you wouldn't worship Christ. But we see that this man who's leprous comes and worships him and calls him Lord. And you see the faith of this leper. He asks, he, he, the thing that he asks of the Lord is for him to be clean. Now, Jesus did something that back at this time wouldn't be considered popular. And what Jesus did was he put forth his hand and touched him saying, I will be thou clean. And we see that immediately his leprosy was cleansed. Can I tell you something? When you are when you are lost in your sins and when you come to Christ, putting your faith and trust in him 
And, and then when you put your faith and trust in him and when you ask him to be your savior and when you ask him for forgiveness, what does he do? He cleanses you from sin. So just as this leper asked the Lord to cleanse him, so are the lost who become saved when they ask Jesus to cleanse them of sin. Leprosy represents sin. And without Christ, we're all spiritual lepers on our way to a devil's hell. This is why we need Christ. This is why we need his blood. This is why we need to be cleansed. Because sin will send you to hell. Ask. Listen, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And that's what this leper did. He called upon the name of the Lord and asked him to be cleansed. And Jesus was willing to do it. And let me tell you something. God is no respect of persons. If God, if Jesus Christ was willing to cleanse that leper, he is willing, he's willing to cleanse you of your sins. This is why it is important for you to come to Christ and know who Christ is because without Christ, you are a spiritual leper on your way to hell. The good news is you can be healed and you can be cleansed. Just go to Jesus. Amen? If you ask, you shall receive. Oh, now my computer just went wonky and um, let's see okay um, he shall receive let me just type that in here Matthew chapter 21, verse 22, it says, In all things whatsoever ye shall ask in prayer, believing ye shall receive. See, you see that, see, when we pray to the Lord, we are conversating with Him. We are talking to Him. That's what prayer is. And we see that this leper is talking to Jesus. And he believed he can be clean. And Jesus cleansed him. John chapter 16, verse 24. Hitherto have ye asked nothing in my name. Ask, and ye shall receive, that your joy may be full. Amen? That your joy may be full. We need cleansing of our Lord Jesus Christ. But you want to know something? Let me tell you something. Let me tell you... What cleansed this man? What cleansed this man was this man's faith in Christ. Faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things yet... Hang on a second. Hang on a second. I'm going to butcher it. Hang on. I'm getting excited here, so bear with me. Um, here we go. Here we go. Um, Hebrews 11, 1. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, for the evidence of things not seen. It was this man's faith in Christ that healed him. And by the way, I emphasize faith in Christ. Because this man had faith. He believed that Christ can cleanse him. Amen? And you know what? That's what the Holy Ghost will do. The Holy Ghost will give grace to a lost person and draw them near to Christ. And give them that grace 
to believe on Jesus Christ through conviction. Amen. So we see that this man had faith. Now, verse 4. And Jesus saith unto him, See thou, tell no man, but go thy way, shew thyself to the priests, and offer the gift that Moses commanded for a testimony unto them. And when Jesus was entered into Capernaum, there came unto him a centurion beseeching him, and saying, Lord, my servant lieth at home sick of the palsy, grievous, grievously tormented. Before I continue further, I want you to think about the leper, and I want you to think about faith, because we're going to continue to see faith as we continue reading. So think about faith for a minute. Okay, think about it. Keep faith in your mind for, for a little bit. Okay. In verse 7 it says, And Jesus saith unto him, I will come and heal him. The centurion answered and said, Lord, I am not worthy that thou shouldest come under my roof. But speak the word, and my servant shall be healed. For I am a man under authority, having soldiers under me, and I say to this one, this man, go, and he goeth, and to another, come, and he cometh, and to my servant, do this, and he doeth it. When Jesus had heard it, he marveled and said to them that followed, Verily I say unto you, I have not found so great, so great faith, no, not in Israel. Let me tell you what a centurion is. This centurion is not a Jew. This centurion was a Gentile. Why? Because he was a centurion soldier, a Roman soldier. Now, is it possible that he could have been a Jew? Maybe, possibly. Paul, Saul, who then came Paul, was a Roman citizen, but was of the tribe of Benjamin. So could it be that there's a chance? Yeah, it, it could be. But I, I, I think that this man was a Gentile. He was a Gentile. And you see, he had such great faith that Christ would heal his servant. Christ offered to go and heal his servant personally. But the centurion said, I'm not worthy for you to come with me. Just say the word and he'll be healed. Word. Say the word and he will be healed. Do you want to know something? Jesus Christ is the Word of God. He is that living Word of God. And we see that this centurion, all he wanted was just say the Word and he'll be healed. This centurion had so much faith he believed the word of God he believed the word of God all he wanted was to believe the word of God and it would be done let me ask you guys a question do you believe the word of God and what it says? Do you believe the promises of God? Do you believe that God would provide for his kids? That he would take care of his kids? That he would be with his kids? Do you believe that? This centurion believed the word of God. It was only just a word spoken. 
if God speaks to us through His Word, do we believe it? Do we believe it? The centurion did. He wasn't worthy for Christ to come. You know why I think that is? Because I think that this, this centurion knew how much of a wretch, a sinful wretch he was. When, when this centurion said, I'm not worthy that thou shouldst come under my roof. He was being sincere. That is a sincere humbleness. Amen? And Jesus said that whosoever shall humble himself will be exalted. But whosoever exalteth himself shall be abased. This centurion humbled himself. He came to Jesus. He humbled himself. He believed. So much. He just said speak the word. And he'll be healed. That's how much faith he had. We ought to be like this centurion. We ought to be like this leper. Because faith is what made the leper cleansed. Faith is what made this centurion servant healed. We are servants of the Most High God. We can learn something about faith in each and one of these instances. Because we see that faith is displayed for all of us to see and read. And we also see the greatness of their faith. You know, can I tell you something? You get all these preachers that say, well, you got to do this and this and this to be saved. Can I ask you a question? What did Jesus tell the centurion for his servant to be healed? Did he say you have to do this, you have to do that, you have to say this, you have to say that? Did he say any of that? No. Matter of fact, Jesus marveled at how great faith this Gentile centurion had. It was such great faith that he could not find as great a faith like this in Israel. This centurion had great faith. And because of his faith, his, ser his servant was healed. There's power to faith. You're, and not just any faith, but faith in Christ. There is power in the faith in the, the faith that you have in Christ. There's power in that. Why? Because it's saving faith. We're saved by grace through faith, not of ourselves, lest any man should boast, for it is the gift of God. This man's faith, Jesus even said, was so great that not there was not there was found no one, no, not one in Israel with such great faith as this. And do you know why? Because this centurion had an understanding of what it meant to be a servant. If he told someone to do this, they did it. There's a verse that comes to mind. Um,
me see here. I'm trying to find... trying to figure out where this was. I think there's like a verse where it says how the Jews seek after a sign. Um, maybe I'm just thinking it. I don't know. Um... Okay, well, I can't find it, but, um, let's see here, I'm just trying, I'm trying to find this verse, and I don't, I don't know how I'm going to be able to find it here, um, but you see, but I want to make a point on something, okay, um, you see this man, he didn't want a sign. You know, the Jews were wanting a sign. They say, show us a sign that you are who you are. And Jesus said, an evil and adulterous generation seeks after a sign. You see that this centurion did not seek for a sign. Okay, now I'm gonna see if I can find it here real quick. So bear with me. Um, my, okay, here we go. Okay, I found it. It's First Corinthians chapter one, verse twenty-two. Um. It says, for the Jews require a sign, and the Greeks seek after wisdom. Okay? So we see the centurion was not seeking a sign. And you notice that his faith exemplified that. There was no asking of a sign. All he wanted was for Jesus to speak a word. And it should be done. You see how great faith this man had? This centurion had? He had such great faith. Um, in verse 11 it says, And I say unto you, that many shall come from the east and west, and shall sit down with Abraham and Isaac and Jacob. In the kingdom of heaven. But the children of the kingdom shall be cast, but the children of the kingdom shall be cast in outer darkness. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. And Jesus said unto the centurion, Go thy way, and as thou hast believed, so be it done unto thee. And the servant was healed in the self same hour. You know what's interesting? Jesus says that, that there are many shall come from the east and the west. Shall sit down with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. Many. So it wasn't just limited to Israel. It was limited both. It was both Jew and Gentile. And we see here that all Jesus said to this centurion that believed, he told the centurion to go his way, and according to he, according to his belief, let it be done on that it should be done unto thee. And when Jesus said that, it, it says that it was that it was in that hour. His servant was healed. You see, this centurion had a lot of faith. Jesus said, go your way. 
and he went his way. And because of his belief and his faith in Christ, his servant was healed. Do you have that? Do you have that kind of faith in Christ? Do you believe on Jesus Christ? Do you have that faith? Do you have do you have that just great amount of faith that if Jesus said do this, you would go and do it? Or if Jesus told you go do that, would you go and do that? This centurion has such great faith. All he wanted was just a word, which should, which again shows you that this centurion believed the word of God. Do you believe the word of God for your life? You see, people will sometimes say, well, me and God have our own thing going on. That's not true. Because everything God does, he does by the book. There is no special little contract on the side that, that people have with God. That's a lie from the pit of hell. God says that we ought to believe his word. The question I have is, do you believe the word? Do you believe the word that God has given you? Do you believe this word? Do you believe everything in, in, it, in it says? Do you put your faith and trust on this word? The centurion did. Will you? Now, it says here in verse 14, And when Jesus was come in to Peter's house, he saw his wife's mother laid and sick of a fever. So we see that this is talking about the, the Peter the disciple, who is, you know, Peter the apostle. He was married. He had a wife. This was his wife's mother. This was his mother-in-law, sick of a fever. Amen. So Peter was married. We know this from Scripture. Because we just read it. Um, and so then when Jesus was coming to Peter's house, he saw his wife's mother laid and sick of a fever. And he touched her hand, and the fever left her, and she arose and ministered unto them. When the evening was come, they brought unto him many that were possessed with devils, and he cast out the spirits with his word and healed all that were sick. That it might be fulfilled which was spake, spoken by Isaiah the prophet. Isaiah the prophet saying, himself took our infirmities and bare our sickness. Sicknesses. Amen. Now. Let's do uh, infirmities here. could be wrong on this one but what comes to mind is this Isaiah 53 verse 5 but he was wounded for our transgressions he was bruised 
for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. Amen. Christ took all that upon himself. He did. Now, it says here in verse 18, Now when Jesus saw great multitudes about him, he gave commandment to depart unto the other side. And a certain scribe came and said unto him, Master, I will follow thee whithersoever thou goest. Verse 20. And Jesus said unto him, The foxes have holes, and the birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man not where to lay his head. You see, you have all these preachers that say, Well, Jesus wants to make you rich. Jesus, and, and, and they claim all these ridiculous claims on how Jesus would fly in a $3 million jet if he was here. No, he wouldn't. Listen, we see from Scripture that Jesus Christ was poor. He was not rich. So all you false preachers that want to say that Christ was rich, you are dead wrong. Christ was poor. So poor... That he even went to the length of telling you that all these animals have a place to lay their head. They, all these animals have a place to live. But the Son of Man hath no place to rest his head. He was poor. He wasn't rich. Because the Son of Man had no place to lay his head. Now, it says here in verse 21, it says, And another of his disciples said unto him, Lord, suffer me first to go and bury my father. But Jesus said unto him, Follow me and let the dead bury their dead. You see, those who are lost... And not saved, those who are lost and don't believe are dead. Let the dead bury their dead. But Jesus said to come follow me. Why? Because it because following Jesus is more important than having to bury your father. It is. I know that sounds strange, but Jesus said, Come follow me. Let the dead bury their dead. The Lord first should first come. The Lord should take first priority in all of our lives. And we see that Jesus is directing his he's directing these people. What's more important? Burying your family, or me. Matthew chapter 10, verses 37 to 38. He that loveth father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And he that loveth son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And he that taketh not his cross and followeth after me is not worthy of me. You see, it is important that a family, you know, if you have a family member that is dying, it is important. It is important to, 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 to do, you know, to, to see them and to bury them. You know, it is important. But what Jesus is getting at is, is that he should come first place. Christ should come first place. Why? Because Christ is the resurrection. He is the life.
And Jesus, and as I just read, Jesus said, if, if you love your family more than me, you're not worthy of me. You could still be honorable to your parents and still have Christ in your life first place. Sometimes, Jesus may call you to separate from your family. Why? Because that's, that's, that's what he did with his, with his disciples. Jesus said, come follow me. And you know what? The disciples left their families they left their jobs. They left everything to follow after Jesus. The question is, will you do the same? If Jesus were to call you and he says, come follow me. Will you, would you actually leave everything for him? Would you actually leave everything for him to follow after Christ? Would you? Because Jesus said, if you can't, you're not worthy of me. If you love, he says, if you if you love your if you if you love your family and everything but me, over me, you're not worthy of me. Jesus even said that if you couldn't take up your cross and follow him, you're not worthy of him. The question is, will you take up your cross? Will you leave everything you have and follow Christ? And will you be obedient to what he's called you to do? Amen? That's what this verse is talking. This is what this is what I'm this everything that I'm saying is what I'm talking to you about right here. By what Jesus meant by he said, let the dead bury their dead. Picking up in verse 23, it says, And when he was entered into a ship, his disciples followed him. And behold, there arose a great tempest in the sea, and so much that the ship was covered with waves, but he was asleep. And his disciples came to him, awoke him, saying, Lord, save us, we perish. And he saith unto them, Why are ye fearful of all ye little O ye of little faith. Then he arose and rebuked the winds and the sea. And there was a great calm. Are you guys kind of getting the gist of what this chapter is about? It's about faith. We talked about the leper. We talked about the centurion. We talked about their faith. Amen. Listen, if there's anything that we can label this chapter, it's this. Faith. Will you have faith in Christ? Do you see the, the common denominator here? Jesus in this chapter is talking about faith. You know what? That's very interesting. We are saved by what? Grace through faith, not of ourselves, lest any man should boast, for it is the gift of God. This is the eighth chapter. This is the eighth chapter of Matthew. Eight is a number for new beginnings. How many people stepped onto that ark? Eight people. How many stepped off of the ark? Eight people. Let me ask you a question. Do you think that Noah and his family had faith? I think so. I think so. Let's go back to Hebrews 11.
Hebrews 11 verse, Hebrews chapter 11 verse 7. By faith, being warned of God of things not seen as yet, moved with fear, prepared an ark to the saving of his house by the which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness which is by faith. You see, eight people got on the ark because they had faith and they got off the ark. And they all got on that ark because they had what? Faith. Faith in God. What do we see in Matthew chapter 8? We see faith. A faith of a leper. Faith of centurion. This chapter is about faith. Is faith is grace through faith in which we are saved. Amen. Faith through grace. Now, but the men marvel in verse twenty-seven of Matthew of Matthew eight. It says, "But the men marvel, saying, What manner of man is this, that even the winds and the sea obey him?'" And when he was come to the other side into the country of the Gerges, the the, Ger, the the Gergesenes, there met him two possessed with devils coming out of the tombs, exceeding fierce, so that no man might pass by that way. And beheld, they cried out, saying, What have we to do with thee, Jesus, thou Son of God? Art thou come hither to torment us before the time? You want to know something? Even the devils believe and they tremble. Excuse me. I can't even spell. I cannot even spell belief. Here we go. James chapter 2 verse 19. Thou believest that there is one God. Thou doest well. The devils also believe and tremble. James is saying that even the devils believe. And they tremble. And this is the example. Why? Because the, the, the devils knew who that who Jesus was. Verse 29, it gives it away. And behold, they cried out, saying, What have we to do with thee, Jesus, thou Son of God? Art thou come hither to torment us before the time? Even the devils believed who Jesus was. And there was a good way off from them, and heard of many swine feeding. So the devils besought him, saying, If thou cast us out, suffer us to go away into the herd of swine. And he said, Go. And he, and he said unto them, Go. And when they were come out, they went into the herd of swine. And behold, the whole herd of swine ran violently down a steep place into the sea, and perished in the waters. And they... That kept them fled and went their ways into the city and told everything and what was befallen to the possessed of the devils. Last verse and we'll wrap up. And behold, the whole city came out to meet Jesus. And when they saw him, they besought him that he would depart out of their coasts. You want to know something about this? Is that Jesus did a wonderful thing, and he he set these captives free from from these devils. He got the devils out of them. But the people in that town were so fearful of what, of what because based on what they heard, they were so fearful 
They didn't want Jesus near them. They didn't want Jesus near them. They said, get, go. We don't want you here. Can I ask you something? What faith is that? What faith is that? Now listen. As I said, this chapter is about faith. We get into the leper. We get into the faith of this leper. We get into the faith of this centurion. We get into what Jesus did for Peter's mother-in-law. What, what, what Jesus had said to his disciple, to some of these, some, to some of these disciples that came to him. And then we switch over in the last part of the chapter of little faith. So we start the chapter off with faith. We see how great this faith is. We, we saw how great their faith, the, the faith of, of these two witnesses, these the centurion and, and the leper. We saw how great their faith was. And then we end the chapter on how little faith the disciples had. But we also saw the little faith of this of these townspeople. Do you guys get it? These the 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 the, the people the Gergesene the let's see hang on what was it? Um, the Gergesenes, the the townspeople that heard what Jesus did didn't have faith. They didn't have faith. They didn't have faith because they didn't want him around. And when there's an absence of the word of God, there is no faith. These townspeople, the whole city came out to meet Jesus. And when they saw him, they wanted him to depart. didn't want him to be stick, sticking around. They wanted him to depart. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing the word of God. They didn't want the word of God. These townspeople did not want the word of God. They wanted the word of God to depart out of the city. And because they wanted Christ to depart, then how then can there be faith? There can't. I want you to think about what's going on in today and, and what is going on in our country today. We told God to leave. Just like this town did. And God's not going to force himself upon us. So he left this nation. And now we are experiencing... We are experiencing judgment from the hand of God. You know, it's astounding in how people will say, God bless America. But they don't realize that America is being judged, not blessed. If you really think... God is blessing America, then you really don't know what is going on. Because God's not going to bless sin. He's going to judge it. Because He is a just God. And it's only by faith in Christ that you can be saved. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. All you have to do is cry out to Jesus. Ask him to forgive you. Ask him to save you and he will. It's very simple. You don't need to repeat a prayer. You don't need to say this or that or do this or that. All you need to do is to have really a couple things. 
The Holy Ghost has to convict you and bring you to Christ. And all you have to do is receive Him. Because it's the Holy Ghost that brings you to Christ. Amen. And it is only faith in Christ that saves. Nothing else. Amen. It's only faith in Jesus Christ that saves. Well, that's all I got for, for you tonight. We actually went through math. We went through the whole chapter. Praise the Lord. Um, so next, we went through the whole chapter 8. So uh, next week we'll be getting into Matthew chapter 9. Uh, don't know what I'm going to be talking about on, on Sunday. So pray for me on that. And then Matthew chapter 9 next Tuesday. Uh, just want to remind everyone that we will be doing Fellowship Fridays again. Uh, we will do that starting at seven o'clock Central Time. So if you want to tune in for that, you know, by all means, we'd like to. I'd like to see you all, and uh, just have some time of fellowship and just, just to, just to catch up with you all. Amen. So that's what we're gonna do Friday, and then I uh, don't know what I'm gonna do on Saturday, on Sunday yet. So pray for me. Um, other than that, that's gonna be it. Um, listen, I hope that you guys learned something from this. I hope that you guys can gain a little wisdom of this from this i hope that you guys can you know just i hope that this glorifies christ because that's all i want is to see christ glorified through these videos amen so hopefully this was a blessing to you i don't know if it has but i hope it i hope it was and i hope that that people will be saved as a result of these videos amen so, anyways, I love you guys. God bless you. You guys have a great night. And Lord willing, we will see you all on Friday. All right? God bless you guys. Love you. See ya.